my subject, I'm going to give it to you up front. I'm going to be talking about first fruit, all I need to know. So there are a few things I want to get inside these few minutes I have with you uh, from the love of God. First fruit, all I need to know. And all I need to know are these five things about first fruit. I need to know these five things and I'll understand it. And I want you to make this part of your study. I need to understand precepts. I need to understand principles. I need to understand the patterns, the promises, but also I need to understand the problems. The problems around this principle. I need to, I need to understand what? The principles, the, I mean, the, the precepts, the principles, the I need to understand that about first fruit so I can guard my life. I can live my life and I can live a life of wealth. Now, I don't have to tell you that God wants you wealthy, do I? Do we have to fight those demons in the church? That's a demon from hell that wants you to think that God's cool with you not having enough. I don't know what enough is for you, but he is not good with you not having enough. We're clear about that. I don't have to fight that. So what is a precept? A precept is an order issued by a legal constituted authority to a subordinate. Very clear. A precept is a law that's given by someone in authority to someone that's in a lower authority. In other words, a precept is not an idea. A precept is not a, uh, it's not a, it's not a concept in this light. A precept is not a, a, a suggestion. It is a law passed down to subordinates. Making sense? So now when we read, when we read the Bible, we have to understand precepts. I'm only going to give you one scripture. That's Psalms 119, 27. This, this is what David said. David understood precepts. David's understanding of precepts, he reads it like this. Make me understand the way of your precepts. The, the number one thing in my life, David says, is I want to understand your precepts. Say with me, precepts are presets. It's, a, it's, it's already set. It's no changing it. David said, teach me your precepts and only then shall I meditate on your wonders. So David said, if I can understand your precepts, I can create your wonders. All the miracles people see in their life, you can get to the place in your life where you create them. You can live a life of wonder. Every day, that can be a wonder that steps into your life. I wonder, how did that happen? <laughs> I wonder how she knew. Y'all know, and, and, and I won't get lost here, it was really weird to me the other day, and I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist, but I was talking to a friend of mine about something, and I won't name it. When I went back to my phone that was in my pocket, and I went to search something for something else, it showed up on my phone. <laughs> the thing I was talking to them about showed up on my phone, and I said, ain't that the devil? No, it's an algorithm in your phone. It knows where you're at. It knows where you're thinking. It knows your location. It knows what temperature you are, where you're at. It'll tell you, he, you know you love Starbucks. It's only a block away. There are these presets all around your life, and you need to understand them. And that's how you begin to look at his wonders. You never look at his wonders to understand God. You always look at his precepts. That's what creates the wonders. Make sense? So what's the precept? What's the, first, what's the first thing? What's the first thing here that's important for precepts? And this is why I want you to write down. God is always first. It's preset. Don't make me second. You make me second. This is preset. You can't change this. You can't religiousize it. Is that a word? You can't... Uh, <laughs> He says, I am first. Listen to, what he, listen to what he says in Genesis 2. God says, I'm first. He says, I'm going to make two trees. I'm going to make two trees. Now, I'm going to tell you right, right now. Let me tell you about this tree. This one's mine. Don't touch this tree. You can have every other tree. <laughs> 
But this one's mine. It's first. Now, if you touch this tree, there will be some problems. Why would Adam and Eve pitch their tent, build their 10,000 square foot house next to God's tree for that temptation? We should not have that temptation because God has set it in place. He also said this, and that's Genesis 2. In Leviticus 27, this is what he said. He said, I'm making a devoted thing called first fruit. I'm making it. And I'm telling you, it's devoted to me. Devoted means it's set aside for me and me alone. It's a precept. I'm first. Give me a part of the first so I know you honor me. I'm not telling you what to give. I'm not telling you how much to give. And no one can do that. No preacher, no teacher, no one standing up here can tell you how much to give or what to give. This is purely a relationship between you and God. Absolutely. Does that make sense? And then he said this in in Exodus 13. I love it. He says, the first donkey that comes out of the womb, the first fruit that comes on your tree. He says, the first one, it's mine. It's a preset, folks. Here is the way miracles happen in your life. You know what God means when he says, I'm first. He says, I'm a jealous God. I'm a jealous God. I don't want any other God before me. I don't want you to worship anyone else. I am first. Make sense? Okay. Now, what is the principle? What is the principle? A principle is a, is a fundamental truth that is the foundation for a system. This is a principle. It's, it's a foundational truth that becomes foundational of the bottom of a system. It's a system. The system of first fruiting is a principle. Listen to what it says. This, you, you, you've got to understand that this principle of the foundation is how God thinks. So number two, what God is saying now, he's saying acknowledge God as your only source. Here's the principle. Acknowledge him as your only source. Say, I have no other source. I will have no other source. I will have no other source. I will have no other source. You are the source of my everything. Nothing, nobody, no system, nothing else is my source. If we don't see life that way, if we leave that principle, we never get to where we're going, especially financially and wealth building. Here's the principle. Here's the verse we read all the time. Deuteronomy 8, 17. It's in your Bible. From the, from, the, from, from the New King James Version, it says, Then you shall say in your heart, listen to what he's saying. He says, now, I brought you, he told a whole story. I brought you out of the land of Egypt. I took you by the way of the wilderness. I brought you through all these places, through all this stuff, and I brought you into this land, and now you're living better than you ever lived before. You're living better than you lived before. He said, but watch yourself now. This is Mississippi talk. Watch yourself. So watch yourself now, he says, because eventually, if you don't understand the principle, you'll start saying things like this. Then you'll say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand. I'm so sharp. I am so good at business. I'm so good at money. I am so, I'm so good at, he says, you will say that it's by my hand that I gained this wealth. Tell yourself, watch yourself now, watch yourself now, watch it. (laughs) He says, you'll start saying to yourself, you'll start patting yourself on the back. But he says, what I want you to do, you shall remember the Lord your God. Remember him. That it is he who gave you power to gain whatever you got. Here's the principle. Remember, remember him that he's the one that gave you power to get everything you got. For he gives you this power to get wealth because he's establishing a covenant. And a sign of the covenant is not wealth. The sign of the covenant is that he gave you power to get it. So let me deal with the stinking thinking of religious people. It is absolutely asinine to tell any father in this room to teach his children that he wants them to be poor. 
There's not one mother in this room that spits out a baby and tells them, you know, it's good to be Pope. Why would we put our Heavenly Father in a position that says, I'm cool with it, God, because I know you're cool with it. No, he's a good, good father. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that when you, when you become wealthy, God swells up. He's like, oh, I'm a good father. Look at that boy down there. Look at her. People told her she'd never do that. She would never have that. She'd never be able to live like that. She'd never be able to do that for herself, for her children, for the world. He would never have a business that's worth over $10 million. He would never. Everybody, and God is like, look at my boy. Look at my girl. She's bigger than anybody ever thought she'd be. And everywhere she goes, she says, God did this for me. Let me tell you, okay, let me tell you what the Lord did in my life. Let me, let, me, let me show you what God did. Well, you don't dress like a Christian. I dress like my daddy. He, like, he gets to wear what he likes. I get to wear what I like. I'm just like him. I can go where I'm supposed to go. Do what I'm supposed to do. Never have to ask you for nothing. I'm not a beggar. I'm a son of the king. I said one minute, but I wanted to deal, deal with that. Blessed are the poor. Read the scripture. The Bible says, Bless are the <laughs> Bless are those who are poor in spirit. You know what that means? Blessed are those who are poor in ego, poor in attitude, poor in self-serving words, poor in braggadociousness. Is that a word? I'm poor in braggadociousness because I know I can't do nothing. I'm, the, I'm about the dumbest person you've ever met. A C minus everywhere, a 12 on the ACT. But I got an A plus in Godology. I know him. I know he's good. I know he's faithful. <laughs> Anybody else know that he's good? Shabasa. I'm telling you he's good you know some of y'all you need a C minus average you need a problem getting into college you you need that so that when you when the when the first person walked up to me and they said you're so brilliant can we give you a doctorate degree I said an honorary doctorate I said that's amazing why would you do that because every, oh, look at all these books. Look at everything you've written. And I said, God is so good to me. He's so good to me. He's so good to me. The boy, they tried to put on the, put on the short yellow bus and send him to the special education class and give him a pill. Now has three honorary doctorates. Can't tell me nothing about God. You can't tell me nothing about God. You can't tell me I serve a stingy God. You cannot tell me that I serve a God that won't give me my dream. You can't tell me I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt him. <laughs> Woo! I don't want to get stuck here. So watch this now. Deuteronomy, y'all sit down. Deuteronomy 8 and 17. Hmm. Hmm. The Bible says, Mother Alice, that one day, and my wife was singing it the other day, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Hmm. Feeding the chickens through the floorboard of our house. Mm. Mm. 
presence of God came in that little house, spoke to that little boy, and said, all this you see around you, this little shotgun house, chickens beneath the floor, one hog tied up in the backyard that we had to fatten up and eat. He said, I ain't got nothing to do with this. This is not me at all. This is a system that men have built to keep you in. But he said, I'm a God that will raise you up out of this. <laughs> Somebody say, God is fighting for me. Deuteronomy 17 in the Message Bible. Please sit. He says, now, if you start thinking to yourself, I did all of this. And all by myself, I'm rich. He said, I'm telling you, this is not yours, it's mine. I created it. I created you. I put you in the situation to get it. I told them to hire you. I told them to give you the contract. I made them say yes to you when they should have said yes to someone else. I created all of it. That was all me. Do you know that God, God is the, the entire acting uh, He's the entire, the entire acting gallery in all of your movies. Eddie Murphy in Coming Back to America, playing, in, in, playing all the characters. That's a picture of God. Okay, okay, I don't know. I, mean, I need to find somebody who's okay with me talking like this. Like, what is he talking about now? Okay, there's a movie that you're in. Psalm, Psalm 139. There's a movie that you're in. God is every character. Okay. Okay. In the crumps, God is the mother and the father. He, he's the brother. He's the sister. He's every man in the barbershop. God sends you to a place to be interviewed by him. God, you interview with the guy, you, you get hired by the lady, you get a raise from HR, and it's God showing up in every character. <laughs> it's God that's saying, go over there. Just, just go over there. You go over there and somebody says, hey, I've been waiting for you. Really? You don't even know me. I know. By the way, I need you to talk to him. Such and so just called me from the front desk, told me I need to talk to you. What are you here for? Well, I'm here for this. Well, we don't have that position open, but we do have this position open. It's a higher position. Do you want that one? Well, hold up. What, what's happening? Well, I'm not qualified for that one. We know. We know you're not qualified, but we think you're the right person for this position. Then you leave that person and you go to the HR and say, I need to fill out paperwork. I don't even know why I'm here. I just was driving by and stopped. Well, yeah, this is what the position pays. These are your benefits. This is what you're getting ready to do. Then you leave HR and now you meet with a person that says, we know you're not trained, but I'm going to train you for the job. And by the time you get home, you're trying to figure out what in the world happened. See, I'm telling stories and they're not ethereal. I'm pointing at a lady that did that with the post office. I'm pointing at people that do it on their job. At people sitting among you, God begins to fight for you. And I'm telling you, it's all because of that first fruit offering.
Okay. There are people sitting up in C-suites, sitting up in these places, and they don't have the degree for it. It's because this principle of God, and I'm so off my subject. <laughs> I teach our teachers to stay on subject, but I'm way off. Could y'all see? Okay, I'm stuck. Could y'all see God playing the man in the barbershop? Sit down over there, boy. <laughs> People will begin to help you that don't even know who you are. it's a moment take that right there you get 60 seconds take that and say in your head I don't need to know everybody I don't need to know these people I don't even need them to know me I don't, I don't need any of that I just need God to know them Come on, young man. Come on, young man. You're not going to have to struggle like your grandparents and your parents. Just know God. Know his character. Know his precepts. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Thank you. Okay. So... So Psalm 11, I got to turn my back on y'all. Uh, 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 Romans eleven sixteen. 16, put it on the screen. I can't look at y'all. Y'all drawing too much out of me today. <clears throat> For if the first fruit is holy, here's the principle. If I give a little bit of my first, which makes everything else holy. If the fruit is holy, it means the root has to be holy. The branches have to be holy. And now by giving that little bit of that portion, he tells me, everything else I have is blessed. Because the first governs the rest. It, 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 whatever's done with the first blesses the rest and it even says it even says and later on if I don't get to it it even says this first fruit talks for me it speaks in realms where I don't go and it never stops talking it, 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 it never stops Blessing, it never stops opening doors, it never stops putting me in position. It always does. Okay, so, 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 so let me move on. Say patterns. We need to talk about patterns. What are patterns? Patterns is a repeated model worth copying. What is a pattern? It's a repeated model worth copying. I remember my mother when I was a little, little, little boy, about five. <laughs> They had a sewing thing in our church. And every now and then, the women would get together and they would sew quilts. And they, was, they said they were sewing. I just remember a bunch of cackling, laughing, talking. But they would have these patterns made out of this tissue paper. Seemed real delicate to me. But they would lay that on, they would lay that on fabric, pin it down and draw and then cut it. And they do that over and over and over again. So let's find out in the Bible. Let me go through them quickly. There are patterns. It's all over the Bible. Say it's all over the Bible. Here's the pattern. The first fruit offering pleases God. Pleases him. Watch this now. Cain and Abel. Remember? One boy kills his brother because of a first fruit offering. 
It's in the Bible. First fruit offering. Abraham and Isaac. Isaac was the first son. Abraham gave him to God in a sacrifice. We still here? There's a woman who can't have a baby. She cannot have a baby. She cannot have a baby. She cannot have a baby. And finally, she remembers the first fruit principle and she tells God, she tells God, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. My firstborn, her womb was closed. She has a baby. His name is Samuel. She nurses him for eight years. She weans him. She takes him to the temple. Then she had five more kids. That's the principle of first fruit all over the Bible. You can read these on your own if you would like. Am I making sense? Okay. What's another one? Another one is the weirdo of Zarephath. She had, <clears throat> she had a son. She had two boys. And now she's saying, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, uh, get these sticks, cook this bread, and we're going to die. And the prophet said to her, that's wonderful. Go ahead and die. Go ahead and do all that. But first of all, take a little bit of that little bit you got and make me a cake first. <laughs> make me a cake first. He said, go ahead and do all that. <laughs> but just give me the cake first. She makes a little cake. He eats it. Then it opens up a whole new world for her. Don't die. Open up olive oil. The olive oil company. Jesus is a first fruit. First begotten son of God. If it's a principle and a pattern, what must happen to him? He must be sacrificed. So John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his own. This is first fruit all through your Bible. Am I making sense at all? Right. So now this is when it says Hebrews 11 and four by faith, Abel offered to God. This is the New Testament. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he what obtained witness that he was righteous. This offering makes you righteous. It says I stand right before God because I've acknowledged him with my first fruit. Mm. Mm, that tastes so good. So God testifying for his gifts and through it, he being dead still speaks. Through that first fruit offering, Martin still speaks. To all my generations, great, 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 great grandkids, that first fruit offering that me and Linnell give every year, we've been giving, that'll speak in their generation and yours does too. God will remember that first foot offering. Like he said, the blood of your brother is in the ground and I cannot ignore it. <laughs> so the sacrifice of your first fruit is in the ground and I cannot ignore it, God says. I will not ignore it. I will not ignore it for anyone. It doesn't matter who tries to curse you. Doesn't matter who tries to steal from you. Doesn't matter who tries to keep you down. God says that first fruit is going to be talking every day. And it does. Lord, help me, please. So now, the promises of God are shown in his patterns. When you see some things happening, don't worry if your pastor don't know. Practice it. <laughs> don't worry if someone doesn't know. Practice what you see in the Bible as patterns. Because the power and the blessing of God shows up in those patterns. Because there are precepts behind the patterns. Are y'all bored with me today? Okay, so now, watch this now. Here are problems. I don't want to do that. Do I want to do that? Those are patterns. I don't want to do that. Let me tell you what I want to do. I want to do this. I want to do something a little weird. Okay. Uh, come here, Jeremy. I want to do something. Can I have your mic, Pastor? I know my guys, they don't know what I'm doing, so don't blame them for anything you're watching online that don't work out. <laughs> they don't have no idea. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Come, Chad. Okay. Okay, Mr. Jeremy, I need you to do something for me. Okay. I need you to, I need you to give me a plank right here. Is this mic on? Okay. Now, this is, my, this is my boy Jeremy. He's not embarrassed. Now, I don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. 
but I want you to put this mic down there. Jeremy. What's up? <laughs> okay. What's the precept of a plank? Why do you do planks? To engage your core. Okay. What if I never engage my core? Then you collapse. Describe collapsing. Midsection goes down, everything else follows. Doesn't happen here, though. <laughs> now, we don't know what's going to come out of Jeremy's mouth. What if I decide to pray about my core getting better? It's not going to do nothing unless you put in the work. Is there any way around this law? Absolutely not. Can I blame somebody for not being in shape in my core? Just yourself. We didn't practice this. I just know him over the years. Now, how long can you do that plank? As long as I need to be. How did you get to this shape in your life? Discipline. Consistency. Relentlessness. You're not done talking. Go ahead. I just feel like I'm unstoppable. I can inspire someone else to do the same thing. If I can do it, everybody can do it. Now, here's my last question. <laughs> no, 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 no. You asked me five more. I got time. Yeah, he's, he's good. Now, I know. I'd I be shaking and flopping and everything. He's fine. This is what he does. This is Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy. My last question. Is there any way, if I want to be healthy, is there any other way than to engage in this principle for me to live that way? Is there any other way I can do this? No. Why not? Because you have to invest in yourself in every, every facet. You have to watch what goes in your body, what comes out of your body, what goes in your mind. Here's Pro what I'm, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Progress is a process. It's dictated by persistence and passion. If you don't have that, you're not going to get it. Maybe if you, maybe if you like blaming people, don't sign up for his program. <laughs> if you like blaming God, don't sign up for his program. Because <laughs> he's going to put it all back on Thank you, Jeremy. You. <laughs> I'll get in trouble later about that. <laughs> These principles I'm teaching you. Have you ever wondered why this, this, this girl that jogs in front of our house every day, rain, sleet, or snow, do you know why she looks like she doesn't need to jog? <laughs> do you know why some people in the body of Christ are not threatened by certain things? They don't have to pray about certain things. They do it because they practice it every day. I'm not saying they have everything they want to need. I'm just saying they. This has to become your discipline. I'm sorry, but that would have killed me, that plank thing for three or five minutes. That's amazing. So now watch this now. We got these patterns. We got the first fruit offering that it pleases God. Here are some, here's some negative exposures. Here are some problems when you don't put God first. 
when you decide not to do it, whether it's by commission or omission, maybe you do it in ignorance, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Here's this amazing story of Joshua because Jericho was the first city. It's the first fruit city. And God says, when you take Jericho, bring everything to me. It's devoted. It's mine. Here's the pattern. They go, they go in to fight. They go in to fight Ai, the next city, and men are slaughtered. And Joshua's praying to God, what happened? We never lose. And God says, you got something in the camp. You got something that belongs to me in the camp. Now, listen to what he says. Here are the instructions. I'm not. Re- I, I. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. What you praying for? Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. This is first fruit for they have done what? Even taken some. He didn't say all. He said, they took some of the accursed things, the things devoted to me, and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it, they put my stuff with their stuff. This is always going to be an issue. Now listen to what God says. You read it. Read it out loud. Therefore, the, the, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies number two but they had to turn their backs before their enemies because number three because they have become doomed for destruction and number four i will neither will i be with them anymore those are the four things that happen if you take god's stuff and put it among his stuff, there are going to be problems. Your hedge of protection will drop. No, you have no offense. You won't, wait, you won't be able to be proactive. You'll have no defense. Your enemies will pursue you. You'll be doomed for this destruction. You'll just be left out there by yourself. That's what the word says. Okay. Okay, this was not up there, but I understand I'm in church and I understand people are watching me online and right there in the chat, are they going to email me? I get them every week. Well, that's Old Testament. You need to give us some more. All right. Peter was restoring the first fruit principle on the Friday before Jesus was to be crucified. And he is talking to them about bringing their offering. And the Bible talks about this couple named Ananias and Sapphira. They were bringing their offering of first fruit. They come up to Peter and they said, God told us to give one of our houses to the house of God. They said it. Peter said, okay. Wonderful. So Ananias came up. He brought the psalm. He says, this is the total, the words, this is the total of the house we sold to bring to the house of God. He had a bunch of houses. He didn't sell the house he's living in. Peter said, uh, Ananias, now you know I know you, right? He says, now, why are you lying to the Holy Ghost? Don't do this. Then he says these words, the house is yours. You don't have to give it. You could have came and said, you know, we changed our mind. Everything's good. He says, so now think about this before you say it. Take this, change your mind and say, this is not all of it. This is the part of it. Ananias said, no, this is all of it. Ananias failed and died. There was no Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. There was no instant messaging. His wife rose up on the scene an hour later. She said, my husband came and gave you the whole offering. Peter said, don't do this, sweetheart. You don't have to do this. She said, that was all of it. Peter said, well, the men that came to bury your husband, they're on their way to bury you, and she dies. That's New Testament, folks. 
There is a way to put a hedge of protection around you. And it's the first fruit principle. So watch this now. Promises. A promise is a declaration of assurance that the one, one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. It's the promises. Promises. And I want to run through a few of these promises with you. Because this is what God promises to us. And I'm telling you, there's an area in my life where I need these promises right now. I need these promises to come true in my life. I need God's protection. I need his cover. I need his will to be done. If you've ever done anything that people call risky or out there, then you know when you got to have God with you because it can be concerning if God's not with you, right? But for people who never take risks or never use their faith, they may not know what I'm talking about, but there's some of you out there, you, you're using your faith right now. So watch this now. They're going to put the scriptures beside them. I'm just going to run through these because I can get stuck on these, but I won't. Number one, God says in Proverbs 3, 9, he says, I, I will make, he will make me able to store up and save. Say it. He'll make me able to store up and save. When I give my first fruit offering, when I honor him with my first fruit offering, he will make me able to store up. My barns will get fat. My wine bins will overflow. That storage... That's storage and investments, storage, saving, storing and causing everything I have to grow. That's what first fruit does in my life. Next, and they'll put the scriptures up next to it. God will drive out all of the opposition to my increase. The Bible says, I'll drive out all the nations before you. A job I really wanted, a guy that was so qualified in front of me. He was so qualified in front of me, accepted the job. He was qualified. I couldn't say anything. He was qualified. But I really wanted that job. I wanted to work for the Olympics in Korea. I wanted to be there and get this spectacle of athleticism. Y'all don't even understand athletes till you go to the Olympics. It was amazing. But he got the job. I had to go back to my city two and a half hours away knowing I didn't get the job and I didn't have a way out of grad school. It was like, this is amazing. So I prayed for him and I blessed him. I got back to my little bitty apartment with no furniture in it. And the lady interviewing for the guy called me. I said, how did you get my number? She said, I got it from some of your friends who were still here. I couldn't afford to stay. She said, I offered the guy a job. He took the job. But then later he got a better job and he decided to give this one up. And you were the next one on my list. God doesn't have to curse anybody to bless you. <laughs> God bless that dude. God bless that dude. But I was blessed too. To be able to afford to go to Korea, to work with the army, to work with these Olympic athletes all from around the world for three years. Just an amazing experience for me. Discovering Asia, getting married, traveling with my wife. But he was blessed too. Anything that's in opposition to your increase. Take off your battle clothes. This fight is not yours. Let your first fruit fight for you. If that's the right house for you, you may not even have to get into a bidding war. Anything that's yours, no one's going to be able to keep it from you. That first fruit speaks. Oh, moving on. God will expand my land holdings and my investments. He expands my territory, my land holdings, my, my investments. He gives me more opportunities. That's in the word. Did you know that was in the word? God will also now take away the desire of my enemy to harm me. There are some situ situations, notwithstanding, can I talk for a minute? 
There are some situations and some systems, notwithstanding, that are built to keep people in their place. And there's, a, there's, there's systems built for all of us to keep us in our place. However, God can somehow do with some that he hasn't been able to do with others. Take the taste out of the system's mouth that wants to devour you. I'm not saying it right. I'm not saying it right. This hunger to see you defeated. God can literally take the appetite, the interest, the uh, desire out of their consciousness toward you. In other words, God would just help some people just leave you alone. Some systems will just ignore you. Some things you'll just slide by and you don't know how you slid by. You just slide by and you're like, how did I get past that? How did I make it through the gauntlet? It's because that first fruits, y'all can't, you can't tell me, you can't talk to me about this one now. You, you cannot talk to me about this one at all. One day we can't get into law school. We can't even get in. But you got a child that's called to be a lawyer. Can't, can't, can't get in. Every door is closed. Well, I tell you what we're going to do, Williams family. We've given hundreds of thousands of dollars in first fruit. Before we bought homes, before we did anything, we gave in first fruit. We're tithing family. So what we're going to do for eight nights is we're going to go to bed with this girl in law school. We're going to bed and we're telling God we're going to sleep and we will allow our first fruit offering to stand in the courts of heaven and do battle for us. We plan for eight nights. I told him we're not going to fast. We're not going to pay anything to get it. We're going to sleep knowing it's done. We slept one night. Got a phone call the next morning about 8 o'clock. Can y'all be in Kansas City at about 2 o'clock today? What for? We want to interview your daughter. We ain't even contact you. How did you even find us? You're going to be interviewed by one of the students just to see if this is the right fit. You get there and the dean of the college is interviewing. I just saw her name come up. And I skipped my vacation. I'm going to go later today. Three-hour interview. We're just going around Kansas City, eating and trying to figure out what's happening, God. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What is this? Y'all okay with my testimony? What is this? Leaving the interview, he winks at her. And says, we're going to be glad to have you in our law school. I'm like, whoa, whoa. what happened? Callie says, never mind, dad. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Just let me, just let, yeah. We slept. You said eight days. She said, daddy, you said eight days. But <laughs> my daughter said, you taught me about a God. You taught me about a God. You made me give my tithe as a girl. You made me give my first fruit. You taught me about a God that can open any door. Dad, I cannot afford this law school. I don't have the right scores to be in this law school. But I'm in this law school. Before we got home, there was an email attached to a scholarship. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, Pastor Linnell knows the Pastor Linnell knows AWC better than I do. She knows y'all. Y'all know that's the pastor. There ain't no secret to nobody. She knows your stories. 
She reminds me all the time. Martin, did you know? Did you hear? This time last year is when such and so was healed from cancer. This time last year, such and so did this. This time three years ago. Martin, did you remember? Do you remember? I said, baby, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't remember. She said, this is what's happening to our people. This is not just my testimony. This is testimony of hundreds whose wombs opened, whose businesses flourished, who God caused them to become debt free. First fruit ignores the devil. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to stop right now because some of you, you got fruit in the ground. You got seed in the ground. You have not been playing with this principle. You've been giving your first fruit. here to tell you the darkest hours of your seed happen in the season of manifestation don't you dare walk away from your harvest I command you Y'all got them promises on your app and everything. I'm going to spend my last few minutes right here. Right here. You're not a thief. You also haven't been a bastard about this. I mean illegitimate son. You've been righteous. And you've walked before God in integrity. You haven't taken anything that God didn't tell you to take. You've given more than you should have given. And now you're trying to figure out why is there so much pressure? Why does there seem to be pressure everywhere? Just pressure. 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 Pressure to make decisions. Pressure to fight. Pressure against going to the next level. And I'm telling you, sweethearts, don't pay a lot of attention to the pressure. Understand that during this season of your manifestation, there's a God that's fighting for you. Your, your life, the first fruit of your time, the first fruit of your energy, the first fruit of your money that you've sowed into the kingdom. I'm a first fruiter. And I never have touched your first fruit, never because I don't want to be cursed. But right now there is pressure. Can we talk? The pressure is not on you failing. The pressure is on the first fruit that's rising in your life. God is putting pressure on that first fruit so it can manifest in this season. He's placing anointing on your life so that you can be prepared to receive.
to walk into this place of plenty, of harvest. So this is what I want to tell you to do. Stand your ground. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? Don't fight. Don't get into silly arguments. Don't fight a devil that has no power. Stand still and know it. Know it. Know it. What did I say? And the more you know it, the more you'll see this manifestation of the king and his kingdom in your life. You ask God for something during this season that you can't do. So why are you trying to do it? for him to do let him be the character in your movie do it right now let him play every character let it be his work put it in his hands come on put it in his hands Here's what I mean. Go to number 10 for me, please. Stay standing. I'm almost done. Stay in that place of receiving. I mean, if you were sitting, stay sitting. Wherever you are, it don't matter. Doesn't matter. If you want to sit, sit. If you want to stand, stand. Doesn't matter. God said something to me as I was getting ready to go to war for something I've been waiting for for a long time. I was getting ready to fast and pray and literally go to war. Basa, bata, black, you know, I was getting ready to go. <laughs> I mean, for real. And God reminded me of what he was trying to do in my life. And he said, now you can wear yourself out trying to make this happen. Or you can let me do it. He said, Martin, I made a promise to you in first fruit. He said, you are insignificant in determining how much I love you. Come here, Matt. Just stand right here. Just stand right there. You can social distance. Come to the altar. I don't know you. Come to the altar, sweetheart. Just stand right here. Come quick. Yes, I don't know you. Just stand. You can social distance. Don't touch nobody. I'm going to be in trouble. Just come way up, way up front. The two of you represent what God told me. He said, you are, you are insufficient in knowing how much I love you. He said, you can't see my love for you. You can't see it. You can't determine it. And because you can't see how much I love you, you don't understand I'm trying to give you more than what you asked for. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to give you more than what you think you're praying for. Everybody who's bored or getting weird on me, settle down. 
settle down. I know there's I know there's a spirit here who doesn't want you to hear this. Hear it. And because you don't know how much I love you and you don't have, know how much I want to give you, you are now limiting me. You're limiting how good I want to show up in your life. So this last promise says this. Let me set your boundaries. Let me set them. Don't you tell me how far I can go in your life. Don't tell me it's enough sales. Don't tell me it's enough business. Don't tell me. Don't tell me this is the highest position I can give you. Don't tell me. Let me set your borders. Let me set your limits. Let me set let me tell you how much you can have. 